Welcome to the Celtic Way podcast, where we look to bring a fresh vision of spiritual life by nurturing a vibrant, evolving, and sustainable life with God in nature. Celtic spirituality is an ancient tradition of seeing God in everyone and in everything. Welcome to the Celtic Way podcast. We are in the final of a five-part series on praying with the seasons. We started with winter, which was wonderful and interesting, and have traversed our way through spring and summer. And now we find ourselves at the last season that we're going to pray through, which is fall. So I am here, of course, with the creative director of Celtic Way, Scott Jenkins, for a riveting conversation about praying with the season of fall. Riveting, we will go. <laughs> All right. I want to begin sharing with you something I've been reading peripherally lately is about memory and our emotions that are uh, attached to that. And I'm doing that for a whole bunch of reasons. But having just recently read Christine Walter's Painter's book about sacred time, she mentions this in terms of the start of the seasons, because what's always operating in us as we hit these threshold points of entering a new season are our lived experiences, our memories, and the feelings that come with them. So I'm curious, do you have any particular memories that come up when we think about autumn, the fall season? Anything ring a bell for you? I feel like I have a lot of memories around the fall. You know, part of that is just because it is the most beautiful season, at least in Wisconsin. I can't speak mm -hmm. for everywhere, but I know most places fall carries with it so so much beauty. And so my whole life, I've tried to intentionally spend a lot of time enjoying that, that process. Mm -hmm. And then also it just happens to be the season that I fell in love, Scott. And so it was my wife of 23 years, we started dating in September. And so there's always a little piece of that, that for us, it's a little bit of a, a beginning as well. So it's interesting because we all know that fall is the season when things are beautiful because they're dying. But for my life, it also has a, has this piece of, well, I guess it, you know, you're dying to your individual self and engaging in a relationship that is now, you know, the two becoming one, like they said. So those are probably the most significant memories is just simply enjoying the beauty of the season and enjoying the memories of, of early love, I guess, would be the, the two things that, that stand out. My birthday is in the fall, so that's probably part of the reason that I, I always remember it as well. And so as a lover of nature, one of the things I do every year for my birthday is I tell everybody, you just need to give me a few hours because I'm going to go out in nature all by myself in a kayak or a canoe or on foot. And then when I come back, I'll be ready for whatever gatherings you want to do. <laughs> but that's like the one space that I always ask for every year. So that's the gift you can give me. That's pretty cool. I like that. I have memories of the fall going back to my childhood that are vivid. Hmm. So like the leaves would fall like they do in Wisconsin. I was living in Iowa at the time and we would make these huge mounds of leaves. Of course, I was seven. How big they really were, I don't know. <laughs> and then we would cover one of us up completely covered. I don't know if you ever did this. And the rest of us would sit around a circle and we would tell stories. So it's around sundown. It's getting chilly outside. And the person who's buried in the leaves just sits there very quietly. And the story's going on and on. And I mean, on the one hand, you know, a person is in those leaves. And on the other hand, you become enthralled into the story. 
And halfway through the story, this person just jumps up, you know, just scares the crap <laughs> out of you, you know, and everybody laughs and screams, and then somebody else does it. It's this crazy thing. And I also think, too, back in the day, we used to be able to build fires in these big canister things that you put your wood and branches, and we'd just light a fire, and then we'd roast marshmallows over it. That was a big deal. That is something that the fall brings with it, is that smell of things yeah. burning. And it is oh. a, it's a lovely smell. I, that's one of my favorite smells, I think, in the world. And we yeah. did, full full disclosure, we did burn our garbage when I was growing up. We had no garbage. <laughs> so we, we burnt our garbage. And this is way before your time. The World Series used to be on during the day, during the weekdays. And so fall was always like World Series time. We didn't have all these playoffs. You had the World Series, you know, and and we had these things, Matt, called little transistor radios. And we'd put them, I would put them in my pocket and I would run the cord, the ear things up into my ears through my shirt and sit in class and listen to the World Series. And I love the fall. I still do today. It's just the cooling time of the year. Things, the heat of summer is coming to an end, you know. There's a relief, right? There's, we all love summer, but it's so active and it's yeah. nonstop. And there is something to be said of the reprieve from all of that heat and also mm-hmm. moving back into some sort of regularity and some sort of consistency, which is by that point, I always find myself craving it. Yeah, me too. So the freedom is over and that's okay. Give me right. some structure and I'm like, cool. I like what you said about your personal experience about you and Susie and how you view, because that's such a, a good transition for us because Every season is like a threshold where we're moving from one season to the next and we enter into this interim time at the beginning. And so I like to talk about a spiritual practice that I use more in the fall than I do at any other time of year. I use it in the fall and the winter. There's an ancient custom for Celts at monasteries and at wells and sacred places you'll see around Ireland. People will put two big stones. It marks a threshold. It marks a sacred space. It it may mark a certain experience that has happened there. And I literally do that. I have these painted rocks in my room. And when the fall comes, I set them towards the opening of my doorway that comes into my room. And it's just a visible word. It's just a visible reminder to me that I'm at the threshold of a beginning of a new season. And this season is cooler. It's slowing down and it's meant to be reflective, right? I love that. That reminds me of, as a musician and a, a leader of worship growing up, we would sing that hymn, Come Thou Fountain. There's a line in there that says, here I raise mine Ebenezer, and nobody ever knew what that meant. And so, of course, mm-hmm. I looked it up, and it's in the book of First or Second Samuel, where they would raise up a, a rock, and so they would, we would put rocks down as remembering places. And that mm-hmm. specific word means remembering that God is our helper. And so I've always kind of held to that, you know, it is good to put things as a reminders of spaces in life of how God is helping us or how he has helped us. And I've just, it, it brought new meaning to that song and in general, that concept. I love it. I really like that. I didn't know that. Wow. Look, oh boy, the student has become the teacher for one That's second. That's right. I love it. <laughs> Yeah, so I had these rocks, and uh, some of my friends come up to the room because I do some meetings up here, and they're always like, what are these rocks here for? And then so we have this whole conversation, you know. There is something here 
like when you think about when you talked about the leaves and changing color and they're dying the autumn season the fall season begins just begins this kind of conscious awareness of moving into the space of releasing and letting go it's not as intense as it is in winter where we think about letting go in terms of death and dying there's a certain permanence about that in winter but fall is like there is a beauty in the process of beginning to ask ourselves the question of what needs to be released what is it really time i have outgrown or it's something that would be good for me to release and i think nature is telling us that there is a certain beauty about releasing that's one of the voices that autumn or the fall brings to us it is the beginning of the dying but it's more i i think of it more about releasing and that's where the whole role of memory comes in right all the way back to our childhood our adolescence our young adulthood and so on it's amazing to me when we spend some time in the fall season just doing sort of a review of life maybe just for the last year but every time i do that things from even further past come to mind and so there's a lot of releasing that has to be done and as you mentioned earlier uh it's not always fun it can be rather painful at times and i guess that's the signal right that well then it's good for us to do that <laughs> you know, <laughs> so they painful. say so they say but the fall season is is definitely like all seasons about embracing all of reality the other big thing that goes on in terms of memory and feelings has to do with harvest and that's where i kind of look at your relationship with susie you know what began in the fall and then you talk about 23 years later and the two becoming right underline becoming one that's what you're harvesting you just had one of your daughters move away from home for the first time you know that's part of that harvesting she's grown up she's moving out she will come home to do laundry and then she'll leave again <laughs> yes it was there was something special about realizing that we've raised a child into adulthood <laughs> you, know, mm -hmm. you don't know what you're capable when you get into this and you know it's a proud moment for the child i'm sure but it's also a very proud moment as a parent that you you get to that point right harvest you sowed and now you're reaping and she's going to bear the fruit of her own life which is really cool So what is harvested we've already mentioned the difficult things and the joyful things and in this time of reflection we're hoping that there's gratitude that begins to to well up the the season was originally named the harvest season hmm. you know that's what people called it in english speaking lands but as people began to move in to the city and away from the farm the word fall began to take its place because city people saw the falling of the leaves and that's why it, it just dominated that as a name i really like the whole thing about harvest and reflection because it really calls us to mirror the season's tempo and to slow down and to begin to sit I love autumn because I pull out my favorite sweaters, my hoodies, maybe a jacket that I wear, you know, get out my boots cuz I'm I'm going to go outside. But there are times where I'll go outside and I will sit even if I have to make a pile of leaves to cover up the damp ground. I can sit there 
And there's something about the smell of being outside and just taking it all in. And I began to look back over life over the last year, even the year of the pandemic, and just to realize that it does take time to appreciate and develop gratitude for what happened. Not easy to do looking back on a pandemic year. Yes. And I felt like this past fall is perfect for what we're talking about with the pandemic. I think fall was the moment where I started feeling like there was some hope or started feeling like, I think maybe a better way to say it is I felt like maybe we were going to make it. Right. And up to that point, I'm not sure I felt that way. Yeah. And that's kind of when we did too. It's like, what are we going to harvest? And one of the thoughts that came to us was, because people are like, I, I want to get back to normal. And I kept thinking, there's something about normal that got us into this mess, you know? Right. And so harvesting, not only just what we've done, but can certainly open up, it can open up a view of maybe how we want to do things differently. That's why I like the rocks in the room, because the threshold says you're stepping into a new space. Have I lived through fall seasons before? Yeah, this is a new fall. And we're called to be new people, always being renewed, moving forward in different ways than we were before. Gratitude looks back and we give thanks. And then that's only part of it, right? Because gratitude is related to grace, and grace and gratitude needs to be shared. So when I think about spiritual practice, coming out of gratitude, having this gratitude well up and move me into something, I always enjoy asking myself, what new ways, what concrete ways can I care for people who are less fortunate than me that live right around us, right in our neighborhood? And there are some new developments of transitional houses here, housing projects in Aurora that Chris and I can become involved in. So I'm kind of looking forward to that. One of the things I've realized too, Scott, from working with people that have been struggling, whether that's with housing or economics in general, is that when we put ourselves out there to engage with that population to help, and I'll put that in quotation marks, there is a great wealth of learning that can be done from them as well, because they live in a different way, in a different space and go through different things. And it's not just us helping them. It's really this cooperative element to it of learning about each other and learning from each other. And that was the thing I think I was surprised about when I was doing a lot of work with people who were homeless, the amount of wisdom and knowledge that I gained just from hearing survival stories and hearing stories of overcoming and struggle and all of that. Yeah. Recently been doing a feeding program. And when it's over, I have a box of uh, New Testament, paperback New Testaments. And I'll just invite whoever wants to come to go out back, sit outside and read like a verse, have a couple moments of silence if I can get people to be quiet and then just share. And I thought I knew a lot about Lexio Divina, right? But these people are my teachers because you know, like one guy said to me, I don't have anything to lose. What am I? Are you going to think bad of me? And so the things that come out are full of transparency and honesty and integrity and a desire for what I would call their own transformation, for their own realizing the acceptance that God has of accepting them. And it's the best church I've ever been to. It's just 
it's just amazing. That kind of posture is so unique in our culture. Uh, you know, this culture where we do have to feel like we, well, we don't have to, we feel like we have to pretend like we've got things together. And then uh -huh. when you're engaged with somebody who doesn't believe that it changes everything, which is also why the season of fall is so important. Because when you engage with people that are in that season of fall, you certainly tend to run into people with a greater sense of perspective, I would say. Oh, yeah. St. Vincent de Paul said that the poorest of people can really be our teachers if we can just open our hearts and receive what they have to offer. I only understood that from books until I had this experience, and it's wow. so very true. And it's humbling, and it should have put me in my place somewhat, and it did. <laughs> so that was that was good. I think that as we move into fall, walking, walking among nature is really important. It's the time of year when I carry my journal with me because it's not very big. And I may just scratch down a word or a phrase and walk another quarter mile. Maybe something else will come to me. I'll bring that all back into my room, cross the threshold, pray, sit down and really start doing some journaling. I think this is a great season to journal if you like to do that kind of thing, whether it's on your computer or, or in a notebook. This is the time of year to do that. I like that this is a time to change up the prayer forms as well, too. Whatever that would mean to us, I think that the darker half of the year when we begin to enter fall and then move into winter, that is a really good time to think about. I've been praying in ways of spring and summer. Is it time for me to make a move uh, just to change it up for this season and maybe give this season its own identity marker in terms of way to pray? Um, what are some of those ways that you would suggest we could pray? Because I think prayer sometimes is so elusive to so many people. So when you say changing up the way we pray or the prayer forms, what right. are some ways that we can do that? I think to model the, the slowing down of the year, I encourage people to begin a practice of silence and start out small. If it's two or three minutes, then do two or three minutes every day. And at the end of a week, increase a minute, but be consistent. That's the most important thing. I like the walking. And so in my walking during fall, I collect things. It's kind of huh. weird. I have a little pouch, twigs, you know, maybe a certain uh, little rock or something, and I bring it back and I put it in a bowl. I just put it all in a bowl and I just kind of do a visio divina and I just sit with that and I just begin to think about what comes up. And the, my memories around sticks and leaves and rocks come up. And I think about provision that the earth gives in terms of provision over the many, many years. And that's more of the gratitude thing. The other thing, of course, I mentioned journaling, and for some people, this will even be harder. I like to have a prayer partner, a conversation partner once a week. We're going to make a commitment for the next three months, and we do the welcoming prayer, and we do the be still prayer, but we have what we call a sacred conversation around the twin voices of releasing and harvest. And whatever is coming up for us on, on that particular day, we share that in a conversation with it. Then we sit in silence and we both say, Amen. Because that conversation, the speaking and the listening, is done in the presence of each other and the presence of Christ who promised to be with us wherever two or three are gathered in my name, then I am there. So we have this sacred conversation, and then 
we say amen. Then we go on with our day. And I like it because I learn, it holds me accountable, and I feel heard. What's happened, this is my critique of being a pastor for so many years, we talked a lot about God, Jesus, the Christian life, prayer, etc. We talked a lot about what we avoided, like my friends downtown, my millennial friends who no longer go to church, they have this big saying whenever we meet at a pub, they're like, yeah, churches, they're really good about keeping reality outside. That's why we meet in a pub with Father Scott, so we can get down to the nitty gritty. And I thought, we shirk away from the kind of spiritual intimacy and transparency and honesty, and then at the same time of accountability. It's hard to have transformative experiences if we're just journeying by ourselves. I think fall carries that invitation for me. I renew it every year. If those conversations have died down, fall says to me, if you want to harvest, you got to go deeper. And it can't be just deeper into academia. It can't just be deeper into theology and doctrine. It has to be deeper into lived experience. Is it risky? A little bit. Is it rewarding? Always. So, Scott, in wrapping up this idea of praying with the seasons. I know you've talked a lot about gratitude, a lot about harvest. Why don't you wrap this up for us so we feel like we have a way to move forward in our quest to pray with the season of fall. In closing, this is how I think of the autumn season. I think of myself sitting around my first fire in the fireplace. It's not real cold out yet, but it is cool. But things are slowing down. Autumn is a time to go for a walk and then take it all in come back home, warm up some apple cider, break out the journal, light the fire, and just reflect on what we've seen, what we've smelled, what we've heard. In deeper times, it's time to reflect on all the good things that have been harvested in life. Appreciation and gratitude. And then let that simmer and just stay with it and be thankful. In the days ahead, we'll turn that gratitude into action and we'll express our gratitude and love and thoughtfulness and care for other people. I love the fall season. Thank you for listening to this episode of the Celtic Way podcast. Be sure to subscribe to this show, give a five-star rating, and write a review. Also, become a sustainable donor by going to CelticWay.org. Finally, be sure to like us on Facebook at Celtic Way.